Heyo, you're listening to Edge Coach Quip, featuring our very own edge coaches and community, dropping knowledge nuggets to fuel your day. We ready, episode 89. We're almost at 100. We're almost at 100. We, we will have a 100th celebration. Confetti? Something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, today we are talking about opting outside, you getting outside to trick. Yes, love it or hate it. So many of us move to the indoors during the winter months to continue to support our training. And those are amazing tools and have a ton of benefits. We will someday do an episode on the treadmill treadmill yeah, situation. Probably in the fall. Probably in the fall. <laughs> but for now, we are encouraging you. We're saying spring is here and it is time to get your booty up and outside. In this episode of Coach Quip, we are going to talk to you about many reasons why you should opt outside and get your outside fix on. Yes. First up, getting off the tread and trainer. It is time, people. It is time. You got to get outside. We're going to have some benefits like social benefits. This is probably my favorite one. Mm -hmm. When we go outside, chances are we are going to not only see other people, be able to train with other people. And that community lift is huge. You're not going to find it on a treadmill, let me tell you. No, I have never, I mean, I've taken treadmill classes before, which was a different type of miserable and kind of fun, but also not something that I, I regularly do. And yes, I was running with people, but there was not that sort of social aspect that you get from just going on a run outside with somebody else. One reason why we get better when we are outside is that it, by training with other people, it's the fastest way to get faster or go farther. I don't know about you. I do not, unless I'm in a like real mental state where I just need some space, long stuff, I want to do with people. There is no better substitute. It just makes the time fly. Yeah, I am a person who has traditionally done a lot of my training, including the long stuff by myself. And there is a very different feeling in doing it with other people. And I think the, the most amazing part of this speaks to the social aspect is that I'm just less likely to give up. Yep. I'm less likely to back off. I'm less likely to walk. I'm less likely to soft pedal and cruise and coast because there's somebody else there. So it's almost like you draw inspiration and motivation and energy from just being next to another person. And I've never gotten that in a bike class on, on trainers or on a treadmill, even if somebody is running next to me. There's something about braving the elements to shoulder to shoulder with others that I think just that rising tide lifts all the boats. Have you ever heard of the draft horse effect? No. Many years ago, we did a Q&A with a bunch of, of the Bowerman track club. Mm -hmm with Bowman babes. Mm -hmm. And we asked one of them, why do you train with the team? Mm -hmm. And her response, I will never forget it because it really, it changed the way that I felt about teams, even though I was very pro team and pro, pro doing things outside to begin with. And she said, it comes down to draft horses mm -hmm. and a draft horse on its own, on its own, just on its own can pull about 4,000 pounds of load. Mm -hmm. If you put two draft horses together, they will instantly pull 16,000 Pounds. So or already two times what they should be able to do individually. If they train together, you can train two draft horses to pull up to 32,000 pounds just by nature of being side by side mm -hmm. and pushing what they would otherwise be able to do on their own. It has so little to do with competition and has everything to do with collaboration and all of that magic happens outside. 
That is incredible. Yeah. I, I stole it. I then had to find the book that it was in. <laughs> <laughs> so I found it. It's real. <laughs> yeah. And that's just a perfect example that we can we can do more by working with other people yep. and we can achieve more than we thought was ever possible just by being in the presence of somebody else doing a, the same or even a similar thing yep. next to you. The power. All right, that's our number one. It's social, get the community power level up by going outside. Yes, but we have so, so many more benefits that we will talk about in our bonus miles coming up. So stick around for more benefits of getting outside for your training. All right, we back. Bonus miles. I really hope that you are now like looking at your shoes by the front door, like I'm gonna lace those up, or maybe you already are. Or texting somebody, like I'm gonna lace these up with somebody else. Even better, even better. <laughs> All right. Next benefit is it's real terrain. Like you're going outside into the elements. It's a lot more similar to what might happen on race day, even on a terrible weather day, like we had every single Saturday this spring. Um, you know, our people training for Boston were like. Well, at least I'm going to be prepared. Everyone that raced Boston, guess what they said about the weather? It wasn't that bad because they trained in it all. Mm -hmm. You are also, when you're outside, you're moving on more than one plane, right? So unfortunately for swim biking, we move forward, right? When we are on a fixed surface, like a trainer, unless your training goes left and right and up and down, which not a lot do, or you're on a tread, you really are so fixed that you're not getting a lot of dynamic movement. That's where a lot of our injuries come from is just moving on that frontal plane way too much. Um, so by getting outside, you're stepping on and off curbs, you're weaving around people. That is a big deal. And it makes you a much more well-rounded athlete. Yeah, you can't replicate things like bike control or navigating around potholes or even being with other people on a bike by doing that on the train. At, at all. I'm always shocked when our, specifically our cyclists will go outside for their first outdoor ride. Mm -hmm. And it kind of doesn't matter if it was a 45 minute ride or a four hour ride, they come back and they're like, hell, I am, you know, my core is sore because they just hadn't used that part of their body being on a trainer for the last three months. Yeah, and you you can only do that outside. Um, you you mentioned the weather a little bit, so that's I think the second piece is replicating the weather of race day. Uh, training outside in in the elements, right? I think is so badass, and I I like running on a spring day, that first day where it's nice outside and it just feels. You know, for us, it happened a couple of weeks ago. We had a little string of 80 degrees. It was a ruse. Oh, it was a ruse. But <laughs> I've seen a person that I ran past, people Happy. getting off the bus, people who were at stoplights with me were like, hey, great day. I mean, just the whole city just felt lighter and lifted and, and like a much more enjoyable place to be, right? Everybody just had that positive energy of being outside and moving and just enjoying the weather. Uh, but on those days where the weather is less than desirable to go outside and train, there is a benefit of getting outside Absolutely. and doing it because, like you said, preparing for race day, no matter what was thrown at our Boston runners, they were going to be prepared because they were they ran through everything in their training cycle. Snow, cold, sleep, hail, 80 degrees, <laughs> right? Strong winds. They faced it all. And so you know, you can't predict the weather on race day, but you can prepare for it as best as, as possible. And that means experiencing and training through a variety of different types of weather. Um, I think that's really important for race day, you know, not just in being like, okay, I ran through the rain, I know I can do it on race day, but also knowing how to dress. Absolutely. Too. 
you know, the spring is here and we're moving from that winter to spring. So I spent a lot of my time, um, I admit, on the treadmill and on the trainer in the winter and was not training outside. And I was slapped in the face when I went outside for the first time because I had no clue how to dress again. I felt like I had never done this. I had never run in chillier weather and I inevitably either overdressed or underdressed and figuring out how to uh, be comfortable in all those elements will really help you on race day as well. A little note on that, when it comes to weather, nerdy stuff, like knowing what, what the benefits are when you're running at specifically shitty weather or hot weather, mm -hmm. you know, um, with cold weather, it, like specifically like bitter cold, we are actually able to metabolize food better when we run in that type of cold after like our bodies are probably because they were so cold for so long they're extracting our nutrients even better that's a huge benefit as you're freezing for the first 10 minutes because you haven't warmed up yet being like this is why i'm doing this in the heat mm -hmm. i'm sorry i hate heat too i hate <laughs> running in hot although i'm getting better at it i have um a heat monster same as henry i beat him down all summer long i usually win by the end but it takes <laughs> me some time um, but in all honesty, training and heat and humidity, it makes you an extremely well-rounded runner. Your valves in your heart, the muscles that push the blood out mm -hmm. actually get stronger, like a muscle would get stronger. Yep. And because of that, you can have literally a lower resting heart rate. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. And you need to also take into consideration in, in those weather fluctuations that our fueling and our hydration strategies are going to be different Absolutely. as well. And, and training through that outside gives you an opportunity to practice all of those things. Practice, um, you know, how do you hydrate on those extremely hot days and what sort of electrolytes are you taking in? What's your fueling strategy for when it's cold and you don't really want to take a drink because you're so cold? Or your water bottle's frozen. Or <laughs> <laughs> or that. <laughs> so practice, practice, practice so that you're better prepared for race day. All right, next up, vitamin D. Let's face it, coming out of winter months, even this spring, which has been kind of great, um, you're probably pretty low vitamin D. Not, you know, get your blood tested for sure. Don't just blanket take a, a supplement. But the easier way is to get outside. Of course, we want you to wear sunscreen. Definitely do that. I know last year in 2022, it was actually very sunny at Boston. Mm -hmm. Our people fried like bacon. And, and really, <laughs> it, this is on me too, because my athletes that I coach, I did not tell them to put on sunscreen in our, in our pre-check-in. It wasn't even on my radar. We hadn't had sun in months, um, but they got burned. Um, so now we know it's, it's on the checklist. So wear sunscreen, but absolutely head out. It is going to improve your mood. You know how good it feels when you have that sun on your skin. There's a reason for it. Your body is craving it. And they're not only mood, obviously everybody's happier when it's sunnier, yeah. but on top of that, you are actually going to have lower levels of cortisol, which means your body comp actually improves the more vitamin D that you get, especially naturally derived. So get out there and get some sun. Yeah, definitely. And then the final thing that you need to think about as you're getting outside and shifting from indoor to outdoor training is that you might need to make some adjustments. And so, you know, this is sort of some common sense stuff, but it's going to be really different to be in a controlled condition like a treadmill or a trainer versus being outside and running through traffic and stoplights and other people and cars and so on. So you have some safety considerations that you need to take in mind, and that might impact your paces. So you can't expect to run a tempo run uh, like you would on the treadmill outside unless you have a path that you found that is free from traffic and stoplights and uh, is in a safer condition. 
you know, we always need to be thinking about safety first. So you should never compromise your own safety to try to hit paces or try to execute a workout according to plan. It is totally okay to make those adjustments and you absolutely should to keep yourself safe. A great point to follow up with that is pre-planning your route. Mm -hmm. If you're going to go outside and you haven't gone out in a while, I would, whether it's like on Garmin Connect or however you want to do it, plan it out, plan out your route so that you know where your turn is and you have some just visibility into where you might be running. I know Strava, you can do the popularity maps, you know, do those, even if it's your hometown and you haven't done it in a while, uh, it will really help kind of keep you safe. And if you want to find those fluid continuous miles, you're more likely to do so. Yeah. And what a, what a huge benefit to being outside too, is there's just so many different things to look at, right? You, you can pick a different path and different course every time, as opposed to the same window that you're going to look out when you are on the treadmill. You may also want to use kind of some different metrics. If you move, as you move outside, I have an athlete right now training for his first mountain bike race. He's like, you know, 200 mile um, ultra guy for running um, and he's getting into mountain biking. So, you know, in his basement, he's got, you know, two different bikes. He's got his trainer, he has his power meter. He knows everything. And, you know, he's going out on these long rides and I'm like, wow, we're gonna have to adapt all this to heart rate, which is cool, right? But we can't rely on power anymore. So now we're relying exclusively on heart rate and it's it's just as reliable and great it's just where we had to pivot our metric yeah so we want to make sure that we are being flexible with our routes flexible with the way that we are adapting our workout for outside uh, if you are working with a coach they can provide some options for that you know sometimes say on a long ride for example we might be riding two or three hours outside but a coach might try to inject some quality work within that so you might be trying to hit your FTP pace for a block of time or, or go threshold for a little bit. Uh, but all of that, again, needs to be adapted to the terrain and where you're located, where you're at, and a coach can help you work through that. Or again, you could find those miles, those, those free, easy, smooth miles using your tools online. And, and the last thing is that you just have to be aware when we are outside. So uh, when I know I know when I'm on the trainer, I my mind is everywhere yes, else. You right? get zone out on, on purpose, yeah, right? because we're trying to make the miles go by faster. And so people often watch movies or TV shows when they're on their trainer, or sometimes are typing on their computer or otherwise occupying their minds. When you are outside riding a bike, you have to be paying attention. <laughs> and so that can be a big shift in terms of how we're riding. Like you said, when people came in and were sore from their core. Uh, that's a position that we don't necessarily have to stay in. So there, there might be different body mechanics when we go outside. Yeah. Our form might look a little bit different. Um, and that just prompts us to pay more attention and then maybe check in with yourself. It's possible that you might need a bike fit or a treadmill analysis. Or more strength or, training. Or more strength training to make sure that you are using good form when you're outside. All right. Hopefully we've convinced you. But here we are to recap. So first up, getting outside, you will get that social and community lift that only helps us remember the draft forces. Yes, you will be able to train on real terrain and have real elements outside uh, in terms of race-like conditions in both your uh, outside you know, foot placement and, and riding your bike, as well as the weather that you'll experience outside. You will get a vitamin D which is a magical source of all things that will make you happier and by nature, faster and fitter. We love that. <laughs> and then finally, uh, just keep in mind that you might have to make some adjustments in terms of how you are assessing your paces, your effort levels, your heart rate, and uh, the, the way that you uh, are flexible with stops and starts and the terrain that you choose. All right, you ready to get outside? 
Let's go. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Coach Quip, original music performed by Mend. Follow us online on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Edge Athlete Lounge. Our podcast lives in the blog section of our website. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and you can check out the show notes for additional ways to contact us. Ready, set, onward we go. Onward we go.